You're listening to another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast. All the stories you've come to love on a Sunday night, plus some extra content exclusive to the podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. But for now, enjoy today's episode. When pet owners hand over their animals to vets, they should expect expert care and attention. So when insiders alerted us that this was anything but the case at a facility in Pretoria, Masakekana went in search of answers. What she found left her stunned. Hello, Mama. Hello, Papa. For some, dogs are more than just pets. They are part of the family. So when their new vet told Liz and Sebastian Crenier their puppy Moose needed double knee surgery, they didn't think twice. She said Moose was very bad. She said to me, this dog is in extreme pain. She made it sound like it was a matter of life and death. Tragically, their blind faith in this vet would cost Moose his life. some points you would say she's probably the most caring person in the world and five minutes later you would wonder why she ever became a vet at all. She used to have a practice um, in Silverton and at that stage she was called the Silverton Butcher. It was most horrific. And she's killing animals for no reason. It's enough now. It needs to stop. For our recording purposes, if you could please start by telling us your job title. I would categorize myself as a good private primary veterinarian. You would? Yes, I would. Dr. Lenina Moos is a Pretoria-based vet who's been in practice for over 20 years. During much of that time, allegations of gross misconduct have followed her from practice to practice. She has operated from her current premises since 2019. She calls it Bully's Animal Clinic. In an effort to get to the bottom of the claims, we tracked down three of her former assistants. At the beginning, I was just job shadowing. And eventually when I moved on to a full-time role, I was helping her administer medication, um, handle the client side of things, and pretty much anything she wanted. Megan Ulvacher worked for Moors for three years from 2018. I'm going to show you some photos and videos that you documented. Megan, if you could just describe what we're seeing here. So this is a dog that was brought in with a prolapse. Dr. Moors was not impressed that the owner could let something like that happen. So the dog was left for a few hours in the bathroom until Dr. Moors felt calmed down a bit so that she was ready to actually operate on the dog. Mandy Sirman runs a rescue organization which did cheap sterilizations with Moors for four years from 2015. I have never seen her wear a mask or gloves. I've never seen her. Wait, you've never seen her wear gloves? No. But you've seen her operating on animals? Yes. Underneath the nails, there was blood, dried blood. She wasn't hygienic when it came to that at all. Michelle Bernardi runs her own rabbit rescue service and volunteered at Moose's practice in 2015. 
I was actually just gonna help out there with the animals and when I saw, okay, I was doing a lot more like a vet nurse, like a vet assistant. Astonishingly, assistants with no qualifications would have to administer scheduled intravenous medication. Process from cage to theater was basically that we would inject with anesthetic. Um, the animal would then be shaved and then it would be carried into the theater. To ensure the right amount of anesthetic is administered, an animal should be weighed, something the assistants say they never saw worse do. How would you know how much anesthetic to give if you're not weighing the animal? I'm assuming she would guess. Merce denies these accusations, but the goings-on at bullies were raising red flags, not least what was happening to healthy animals being sent there for sterilization. But concrete evidence has been hard to get, until recently. On the 17th of October this year, 10 dogs were taken to Bully's animal clinic for sterilization. Only three survived. Maggie Steenkamp is from the organization Pretoria Animal Buddies. She's been on Moose's trail for years. We always knew something was gonna happen. We just didn't know when, and we were very, very lucky this time to be on it immediately. Steenkamp managed to get four of the seven dead dogs to Ondestapurt Veterinarian Academic Hospital for autopsy. A general dog that is a young, active dog shouldn't be dying under anesthesia and definitely not post-surgery. We took the information we'd gathered to Dr. Bronwyn van Dijk, a veterinary expert. In terms of administering anesthetic, who is allowed to and who's not allowed to? In order to administer medications, you have to be a veterinarian or a vet nurse. You can't be a lay person. Um, if you give too much anesthetic agent, then you get cause respiratory and cardiac depression. The former assistants say Moose used an anesthetic called propofol. Once opened, it should be used and the bottle discarded. But they say she used it on several animals for days on end. Moose denies this. It is an egg-based anesthetic agent, and as such, it can go off. When it does go off, what are the dangers of that? So we, we see septic shock and acute death, sudden death. Little Moose didn't recover after Dr. Moose's surgery, so the Creneurs asked a veterinary professor for a second opinion. He said, you can see all the toxins in his little body. So he was trying to flush out all the toxins first before he can do anything else. Sebastian, was the professor saying that Moose was given too much anesthetic? He said that's the reason you don't do um, two patellas at once. He said because the anesthetics that goes in is too much for a little body like that. Similarly, when the autopsy report on three of the seven dogs that died in October finally arrived, it pointed to anesthetic complications, with the fourth dog having died of severe post-operative infection. So there was no other cause for death that was pre-existing. It's around the surgery, these dogs suffered acute heart failure. And there's a, a variety of causes for that. Can we rule out anesthetic? No, no, no. It, it is in fact the most likely cause. 
But as to what anaesthetic complication ultimately resulted in death, there's no concrete proof. It could have been bacterial or it could have been an overdose. Yes. The evidence now hard to ignore and with serious questions to answer, it was time to confront Dr. Moers. Ten dogs arrive here for sterilization. Seven of the dogs die. Yes. How do you explain that? The reason for these dogs dying, I cannot explain. What would you have to say to the Croniers now, knowing what you do about the operation on Moose? Do you think you had a hand in what fatally ended up happening? Propovol is a very short-acting anesthetic. So I, I can't understand how the dog would two, three days afterwards still be, you know, that badly influenced by the Propovol. The professor did say that they were still oh, displaying I have to agree with him because obviously he's got more knowledge than me. Dr. Moes, did you ever instruct Michelle, Megan, Mandy to administer anesthetic to an animal? No. They topped up. There's a difference. Is that acceptable? Probably not. It's not acceptable. And you know that because you abide by the South African Veterinary Council's rules. Yes. And only you, a registered vet or a registered veterinary nurse, can top up. Yes. Not only were they administering anesthetics, the 2018 video shows their assistant carrying out a C-section on a cat. Did you ever instruct any of them, Megan in particular, to operate on an animal. It was a cat that was supposed to be euthanized. Why did you allow Megan, who was unqualified, to operate on an animal? That's your job. I, I don't have an answer for you. I honestly don't. That she was inebriated at the time. She basically stood next to me and instructed me to how to, on how to do it. Dr. Moes, do you have a drinking problem? I had one, yeah. No, what happened is I had a drinking problem. I stopped drinking completely. When was that? <sighs> it's like, I can't remember, sick of 18? Somewhere there. 2018, yes. And then I had a problem again. And when about did you have that problem? Well, this was all during Corona. 2020, 2021? Yes. I mean, I can tell you went through a very rough patch. And yeah, that is very unfortunate. people that go through right? rough patches. And I it's unfortunate. That. But it doesn't excuse these very heavy allegations. It doesn't excuse things like people accusing you of being physically violent with the animals. Have you been physically violent with the animals in that period? I honestly can't tell you yes or no. I don't know. In 2019, as she was wrestling with sobriety, another video shows Dr. Moers dragging a dog by its leash. Do you think you've got some preventable deaths here? 
I honestly don't know. Ultimately, the Veterinary Council is the governing body responsible for policing Dr. Moose's conduct. It confirmed that for drinking on the job and other complaints Bernardi laid, Moose was given a suspended sentence from 2017 to 2022, on condition she stayed sober. But when the other two assistants told the council Moose was still drinking in 2020, they say nothing happened. They just keep saying... We are sending the inquiry to an inquiry board. We'll get back to you. The Corneurs say their complaint to the council from January this year hasn't been addressed either. In that time, so many people are still going to take their animals to this woman so she can just keep slaughtering, keep doing this to other animals. The Veterinary Council declined an on-camera interview, citing legal complications, but confirmed in writing that it will have a trial in February 2023 to address the allegations made by Ulvacher, Sirman and the Kroniers. Until then, Moers continues to practice. What happens if you go through another very difficult time, Dr. Moers? I don't know. Having been in practice for over 20 years, it's easy to see why so many people entrusted their pets with Dr. Moores. And while we acknowledge the difficulties of addiction, it does not absolve her of the harm she's allegedly brought upon animals and their loving owners. Thanks for listening. There's more Carte Blanche content to be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. Let's continue the conversation online.